Welcome to Outside Voice Inside. This week's episode is titled Bad Decision Bears, Bad Habits. Today we discuss our bad habits and bad decisions made in the name of love and lust. So grab a seat, take a listen, and we hope you enjoy Outside Voice Inside. Welcome back to Outside Voice Inside, episode 24, Bad Decisions Bears, Bad Habit. Is what we'll be, we'll be discussing our bad habits in love life. But before we get to that, introductions. <laughs> introductions are in order. I am Sin Delano, and this is my co-host. I'm Tam Joyner, the tired part of the podcast today um i had to work on a weekend and you know i don't do that but i did it today a full That's kind of gross. i'm sorry for you i got a little nap in today me, me yeah I, know. I, I need a nap you did yeah i don't know why you didn't take a nap after you got off work but i started my day or i should say i started my day Outside the house late. Okay. Uh, mainly because I didn't want to run errands. So Understood. I have a little more pep in my step than you do. So, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like strenuous today at work. It just mm-hmm. was the fact that I had to be there at eight o'clock. Like, yeah. there's no sleeping in. I barely had coffee. Then it was no time to eat. So I didn't eat till like two o'clock. So now is your opportunity. You should have you should have made yourself a little cup of coffee. No, no, no. I'm good. I had some I had some iced coffee before we started. And now I'm drinking uh some lemonade with a little bit of lime vodka. Okay. So we, we have our, our libations in order. Yes. Um Bug says that I am a gummy murderer. Because every time I drink wine, I put my gummy bears <laughs> in my wine. She was like, stop murdering the bears. So that's what, that's what I'm doing today. Taylor, that's, that's a real snack. What's she talking about? <laughs> bears drowned in Pinot Grigio. Oh, girl. That sounds good. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Yes, moving on. The world is definitely a ghetto and this has been proven with uh that old bitch dying for anyone who can't read between the lines we are talking about queen elizabeth i personally listen tamra knows how i feel about having sympathy for evil dead people Listen, don't talk to me if you're a white person about being respectful about the queen, especially if you are a black person. Do not. Don't do it. Don't. Because what that's giving me is if Hitler was alive today, you would cape for his ass too if he died. No, listen, nobody, when we're watching movies, and I understand in real, this is real life, right? But when we're watching movies, 
Like, if you are sad that the bad person is dead, like, what what is wrong with you? I usually celebrate. You're the <laughs> only person who I didn't celebrate when they died was Darth Vader. That's only because he kind of lightweight redeemed himself. Kind of lightweight. He was still a dick. And I have, I know people who get really quiet when I talk about Darth Vader because they love him. But Darth Vader tried to murder his own children. They love Darth Vader? Yes, I know people who love Darth Vader. Like, you're not going to sit here and tell me Darth Vader isn't wasn't an evil character. Dude. Even when he was Anakin, that nigga was off on the deep end. Okay? I, I'm not really proud of this, but I did laugh when he was like fell in the lava and I thought he had died. Because he was being he was being a fucking jerk to Obi-Wan. Like, how you gonna fight your mentor, nigga? You deserve you deserved that wait i have forgotten about that until i watched the uh the new series with obi-wan <laughs> i had totally forgot he had fell in lava and when i saw it i was like oh. <laughs> that did happen like like totally like oh no. my nigga <laughs> i have to i have to be honest and say i only saw one black it was one black person the white people that I follow, they were not caping for Queen Elizabeth. And I, you guys get brownie points for that. Well, the other thing is that nobody that I know was caping for her. Now, somebody did post up a picture and say that when they were younger, they looked up to Queen Elizabeth not necessarily because she was queen, but because as an older woman, it reminded that person of their grandmother because they had the same hairdo. Like it was something about the hairdo. But then they said in the same statement that, listen now to what I'm saying. They said in the same statement that as they have gotten older and learned about colonization and realized the atrocities that's why I said it was. It started one way, and then it, by the time the end of the the comment was, it was like, yeah. I mean, I don't celebrate people dying, but she did some horrible shit. Like pretty much, that was kind of what it, what the statement was saying that they understood why some people were not, you know, sad to see her go. Listen, for the people closest to me. You guys are well aware of who my father was behind closed doors, right? Yes. And when he died, everyone who was not well aware, all of these people, just imagine how you would feel with people telling you to let bygones be bygones. It was the, and I'm not exaggerating, you know that I'm not exaggerating, Tamara, Mm -hmm. but that is the equivalent to your slave master that has been beating the dog shit out of you simply because your skin is black. 
And this motherfucker gets pneumonia and is on their deathbed. And the other slayers being like, don't talk bad about Massa. He feeds us. He take he provides for like bitch. You better hope this motherfucker die and we get sold to someone that doesn't beat the dog shit out of us. If you don't get the fuck out of my face. You just gave me a Hollywood shuffle flashback. (laughs) He feeds us on Monday. He bathes us on Tuesday. (laughs) Wait, I will say Oppressors, period. I don't. I will. All I have to say is, if you, as a human, know anybody that's Jamaican or of Jamaican descent, go talk to them, because on the TikTok, they is having a party over there, talking about Lizzie. That's all I'm gonna say. That's a, they are having a whole party. I feel like we have not taken advantage of our friendship with Kawana enough to make jokes with her in oh. the chat. Like we have, we have not, we have not heard her ire enough. Baby, on on TikTok, I've been sending them all her way. Everything. There's this thing that I didn't. Now again, Sunita will say it, and I will say it about myself. I am Caribbean adjacent. And, and and I didn't know it's a, it's I think it's something that they do in Jamaica. Of course, in other countries they call it something different. Um, the way they call it nine night, and it's like after a funeral. It's not like a it's not a it's similar to a wake, but it's after the funeral. And there's all these videos on TikTok talking about nine night for Queen Elizabeth, but when you look at it, it's all these people dancing, <laughs> dancing around. It's, I have literally been laughing for about two days now just on those videos alone. But I just, I want people to understand that look at all of the colonies that the British are responsible for let me tell you at a um at one of the at an irish uh what we call soccer football game they were chanting lizzie's in a box so between the irish and the jamaicans i need y'all to go to that side of the internet and see what it's really about i mean and i i feel like when you like you know you have to show some respect do i no i do not no, I do not. I don't have you to don't. show anything. And if you have a conversation with people whose families are from these countries or people who currently live in these places, they don't have nothing nice to say about the monarch. So, baby, I'm just over here giggling. That's all I'm doing is giggling. Um, and now, you know, the side chick is now the queen. I just, you know, get that whole thing is just a hot trash. Look, I don't know nothing about Camilla Bowles, but I do know that after doing my research by watching The Crown, I would <laughs> box her in the face if I saw her. It's, the monarchy is ghetto. <laughs> Super. Ding dong, 
the witch is dead. We can move on to what's in our speaker box. Yeah. You first. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, oh, that was just a lot. This week in my speaker box, um, I don't know if you, Will Giddings, Gittins, I'm, I don't know how to say it because it's, it's spelled like mittens with a G, Gittins, I'm going to say that, um, is, I guess you would say it's soul music. It's a little, he plays uh, the guitar, acoustic guitar um, yeah. on some of his songs. So sometimes it gives you a, a little bit of a pop feel. But he had a um, EP, he released an EP. I think it's like five tracks. But um, uh, one of the songs on there that it was released as a single. I remember when it came out as a single, and I really liked it then, and I still like it now. It's called "Falling for You." So if you like, you know, it's the name of his EP is "Love Songs," and that's literally what it is. It's uh, all love songs. So if you like a good love song. With a little bit of acoustic guitar, with a good vocalist, not a um, uh, smoking weed, sniffing cocaine vocalist, but like oh, a real man. vocalist. <laughs> Please listen to Will Giddings, and also there's a track called "Power." Remember who you are, and it has 85 people on it. Uh, Spinall, <laughs> Summer Walker, DJ Snake, and Ayana. So. Um, if you get a chance, those were two uh, things that were released this past Friday. So this is new, new music, but it's good, good music. And you, Sin? Um, well, I listened to something old and something new. I do not. You know what? I do know why. Let me not say that. I was going to say, I don't know why I've been listening to this Tony, Tony, Tony song. First of all, let's just get this on record. Tamara already knows this, but... Raphael Sadiq is my forever old nigga crush. Like, he really is. He, he like, he embodies Oakland so much. When you hear him talk, it is just, it's Oakland. I love it. Anyway, he's phenomenally musically talented. He comes from a musically talented family. And I was listening to his interview with, I think it was on Questlove's podcast Mm -hmm. and it was super good. Like he was telling the entire history of Tony, Tony, Tony Uh, and his music history is like intertwined with that and how they have played music for some of the biggest names in music. And we just had no idea that they were playing with them. Right. I was astounded. I I feel like it's a treat. You have to listen to that episode, Questlove, uh, Raphael Sadiq episode. So I've been listening to, I couldn't keep it to myself. Oh, that was a good one. Love that song. Like, you know how people be like, I don't kiss and tell. These niggas do. So I do like they it. Ever? <laughs> I've been listening to that and I've been listening to Tank's um, Tank's new album, R&B Money, is really good. I mean, there's no doubt that it was going to be good, but he has a song with Alex Isley called No Limit. That should have been on repeat. So that's the new music I've been listening to. And I feel like Minus Your Power song, our songs, you know, it's a good segue into this episode called Bad Habit, where... Tamara and I are going to talk about 
our bad decisions in our love life. And boy, do we have them. And hopefully you guys will take these nightmares as warnings. I mean, our audience is pretty much our age group, a little bit younger, a little bit older. So technically we have all made bad decisions by this age, but um, I need uh. to go back. I feel like bad decisions that we make with our love life, I'm not trying to get therapeutic here, but it really does have something to do with your childhood. Mm-hmm. If you think about the people that you gravitate to, whether you're attracted to men, whether you're attracted to women, whether you're attracted to non-gender specific people, I feel like look at the personality types. It for real has really nothing to do with gender. It has to do with these people's personalities and what you gravitate to. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to start off by saying I had this idea in my head when I was young that I could avoid people like my father as long as I didn't date anyone who looks like him. So I was determined not to date light-skinned men and definitely not men with funny colored eyes because I was just like, they're going to be like my dad. This was the dumbest shit ever. But (laughs) at that time, I was like, I'm going to be safe. I have made some really bad decisions because of that. There was this guy in high school. He was adorable. He played baseball. And I was like, I really wasn't checking for him. Like a lot of the girls were like, oh, he's so cute. I wasn't checking for him because he was lighter than me. And he had blue eyes. I was like, nope. I went on one date with him. He was super fucking nice. There was legit nothing wrong with this guy. Nothing was wrong with him. I just couldn't look him in the face because he had blue eyes. And I was like, he looks too much like my dad. Next, the reality was this guy looked nothing like my dad. But he was light-skinned and had blue eyes. I, I went, I was like, no, I can't do it. That was a bad decision because after that, yeah. the, nigg- the niggas that I have come across, <laughs> I have made some of the worst decisions. I haven't had a lot of boyfriends. I can say this because hope was life. And that's all I was concerned about. I had a lot of hope, hope situations. But not a, I, I purposely didn't have a lot of boyfriends because I was terrified I was going to run into somebody like my dad. And I did. I ended up marrying him. He looks nothing like my dad. Dark skin looks nothing like my dad. Their personalities could have been cloned. But these are the, these are the bad decisions you make. When you're young and you don't have people saying, assess personalities, right, Taylor? (laughs) Yeah, because I feel like all of my bad decisions, and I know this about, I'm shallow. I like what I like. 
And I, it's a lot of times it's very, <laughs> why am I shouting? Yes. Tell the truth. <laughs> I, um, I like very pretty things. I like, I like very, very, um, attractive things, things that I'm attracted to. Now, everybody doesn't think that what I think is attractive is attractive, but you can ask Sunita is that I have a very specific type. She does. Very <laughs> type that we can walk in a room and she can point at everybody that she already knows that I think is attractive just by scanning the room. Like she doesn't have to have a conversation with them. She oh. can look and say this one, this one, and that one. Also, I don't know if you know this about me so much, Sunita, as my friends in college used to tell me this when I was in college. So this goes way back. They were like, if uh, we walk into the room, the man in the room that is the biggest asshole is the is the man you like. And it was always true. The biggest this- asshole in the room was the one that I would always be like, hello, I love you. Like, always. And this always. is why, this is why I said most of the people we choose in life, you can go back to our childhood and see yep. why. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to call your daddy out his name. <laughs> your daddy. Yeah. Do you see? He's a special He's kind. A He's a special kind. But, you know, but then I also can attribute to uh, my father, William, <laughs> that I have never dated i know this is people are gonna be like what every man that i've ever dated has always been a blue collar guy i never date corporate dudes like highly educated wears a suit to work i never have dated those guys i've always gravitated toward blue collar men and that's just because of the men that i grew up around um my grandfather was a longshoreman my uncles were military guys that were handymen. Like I'm very, mm-hmm. I'm very, I love a man that can use his hands and fix some shit. Like mm-hmm. if you are like, the car is broken. Okay, I'm gonna change the oil and fix the, I'm gonna sit outside and watch you do it. Like, because I am mm-hmm. extremely, I'm actually turned off by men who don't know anything about cars. Like, because my dad's a mechanic. And I know about cars. So I feel like, and he taught me about cars because I took a car to college and I needed to be aware of the sounds and the things that my car did to indicate if something was wrong with my car. So Mm -hmm. I know about cars. So when I meet men and they don't know about cars, my little friend goes dry. Like that's a completely (laughs) total term to me so like but listen to these I, I want you to listen to these things that I'm saying and these mm-hmm. are the things I'm making decisions based off these are stupid things these are <laughs> I mean so and the crazy thing is people will swear that I have a type mm-hmm. and they get it all wrong yes I'm attracted to beautiful things just like any other normal human being right Mm-hmm. But I am attracted to really smart people. 
But here's where it has always <laughs> fucked me. <laughs> you see my face when you said that? <laughs> they're smart, but they're dumb as fuck when it comes to relationships. And that's not that's not because they don't know what they're doing. It's, I have typically dated emotionally unavailable people. But these are people that pursued me. I've only pursued two guys. Was it two? One. Two? Maybe two. One I know for sure I pursued. And that was a bad decision too. Because the only reason I was pursuing him I was in high school was because he had an amazing fucking body. His body was out of this world. Okay. But he had, I can't talk right now because my skin is doing the motherfucking full because I'm premenopausal, but that's neither here nor there. In high school, this guy had terrible fucking skin, terrible skin. I don't know what his diet was like. I didn't care back then. I was just like, his body's amazing. The sex has to be great. It has like it would be a waste if it wasn't. He was tall. I think it was like six two. Girl, right? always a waste. Always a waste when it's like he had a Marky Mark type of body. He was just amazing to look at. He had swag. He dressed nice. He had a little money. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna shoot my shot. He was not interested in me at all. He was actually interested in this girl who hung out with some of my friends. We were cool, but she I wouldn't necessarily say she was my friend. She was boothy to me, but he was all on her. And I was like, fine, whatever. It didn't work out with them. And then, then he came checking for me. Oh, he circled the block. To, he circled the block. And because I was curious, I let him. Mm-hmm. I made a bad decision. I should have I should have been like, no, you know, we tried it. I tried it. You said no. Keep it moving. I made a bad decision. He was also smart, very enterprising. I'm always I I'm usually interested in enterprising niggas. There's no wonder there. My dad was very much he wouldn't let his job go. But my dad was definitely got to do something on the side to stay busy. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I did uh, what Tony, Tony, Tony did. I couldn't keep it to myself. I told someone that was my best friend at the same time, but he was also friends with that nigga. And it just, it wasn't working out. The mechanics were not there. I told the friend and I'm thinking in my mind, why would you go tell? But of course we were teenagers and niggas are stupid. So he went and told his friend. And then this guy made up a rumor that I had smelly vagine, which I did not. But you were embarrassed because you were limp noodling it. And this is what happens when you make bad decisions they try to fuck your love, your life up. Thankfully, I did not have a reputation for having smelly cooch, so it didn't stick. But this is what I get for seeing a body and being like, I got to have it. 
No, you didn't. You didn't need that. You just wanted it. Another bad decision I made, because I haven't, like you said, you're you're blue collar, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I really am about smarts. That's the first thing. So I realized I couldn't fuck stupid niggas when this this guy who played football, mm-hmm. um, amazing body, right? Again, this is I think this is what gets a lot of guys in trouble too. They see this body and I gotta have it, and then you know this bitch is bad for you. There's nothing about her other than her body that you are zoning in on. I have made lots of bad decisions because niggas' bodies were amazing. I'm not ashamed of this because it was in my past. (laughs) It's still a little bit in my present. All right now. Okay. (laughs) But the football player guy, dumb as a box of motherfucking rocks. Been there. But his body. So I, I said... You know, if I don't, if I just think about carnal pleasures, we should be okay. They got to talk. They talk. Well, you shouldn't be talking if all we're doing is fucking, right? You still want to talk. Still want to talk. I just, just stop talking and just let's get to business. Yet again, another fine specimen. He's six, four and a half. Cut from can to can't, just amazing body. And there was nothing wrong with this package. Nothing on the package. Nothing was wrong. Okay. All the mechanics were working right. But it's time for him to go. And he doesn't want to leave because there's a deer at the bottom of my stairs. A deer. You, it's, giving, you it's giving very much homeless. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a deer at the bottom of my stairs. And it's very much giving, get the fuck off my porch. You cannot stay here. Well, you got somebody else coming over. It doesn't matter. Get off my porch and leave. Homeless. It's giving very much homeless. Go home. This turned into, I was getting phone calls every day. What you doing? Can I come over? No. No. Very much homosexual. You, Give me very you cannot much homosexual. Go, I, got, I got some time to kill. Okay, go kill it somewhere else. You cannot come to my house. Bad decision because I was only looking at the physical. Tamara. Girl, that's why um, for a long time, everybody was like, why can't you leave Kansas City alone? And every time I would be like, <laughs> he's so pretty. And he looks, he like, everything that I had asked the Lord Jesus for in a package was right there. No, did stop telling this lie to yourself. <laughs> everything you asked for, everything. Physically. He's a bad decision. He's a bad decision because he didn't treat you the way that you deserve to be treated. Well, the thing was that he he looked good. 
He was never going to, like, from the rip. If 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 we had to personify waste my time, that <laughs> was six five three hundred pounds worth of waste my time. That is it personified. That's what that was. That was what that was, and I was okay with it because it was pretty to look at. Um, but that said more about me and my esteem of self <laughs> than it said about him because I allowed it. I allowed it until I was just like, yeah, I'm kind of over this shit. And then I was able to let it go. But again, I'm just... I feel like we have to be honest and assess why why this is a bad habit. Like what we're going after, what we're who we're allowing into our space because it's only going to keep repeating as long as we don't acknowledge it like even dating going back to when I was younger like my first boyfriend I he was gorgeous amazing body yet again and I'm a kid at the you know I'm a kid but so you're the body lady I'm the I'm not even gonna say what I am you're the body bad decisions yes it it is about the body i'm i'm make i'm choosing to make this bad decision because they have an amazing body and i would like to see it with no clothes on yes how how is someone gonna see it right gotta make some bad decisions but i realized when i was younger i there were some people they were escapes yes i don't have to think about anything when I'm with them, I can be mindless because we're only here to do one thing in particular, right? But it, all of these niggas that I was just there to do that one thing is just like, I want you to be my girl. No, you're fucking it up. Let me make this bad decision and let this just be on me. Because if we start dating, now it's going to be on you too. Because I know I shouldn't be dating you. Oh my God. There's a lot of that. Yeah. I I mean, we can't leave out the bad decisions of guys we dated either. Because <laughs> listen, I, I'll, t- mm. I'll tell you that, you know, well, the ex-husband was a huge, huge bad decision. And sure. there's lots of reasons why, but prior to that, you know, I was dating a guy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I had to was, think about it and I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, I, please, ladies, try to stay away from Haitian men. That's all I got to say. Uh, stay away from the Haitians. Look, wait a minute. Stay away from Haitian men. Hey, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> Vince, I love you. You're the homie to death do a part. But I, this guy, I was dating him and he stole my money. Girl, please, can we not talk about the monies that the bad decisions with money that I have given away to the men that I was in something with? I don't even, I don't even know what to call it anymore. You know, I'm not ashamed either because these are these are sometimes lessons that you have to learn. And some women will lie 
And I ain't never gave no nigga no money. Oh, child, and I please. was like, well, I didn't, I didn't just hand this nigga $3,000. He stole it from me. Right. Like, I'm, I'm not in the business of tricking off racks on niggas. Like, that's not no. my MO. Is that whoever's listening? If that's your MO, do you boo? If you have money to trick off, do you? I say even for guys, if you got money to trick off on whoever the fuck you want to trick it off on, trick it off. Yeah. More power hey, to you. Get it how you live. I'm not counting your pockets. No. I did not give this nigga my money. But he was a bet. You you know how you try to give people the benefit of the doubt. I knew Always. someone. I knew someone that he dated and had a kid with. I didn't know them like we had like a a friendship or anything, but I knew that she had had some issues with him. And I try, I try to kind of be like, well, that was their shit. You know, that doesn't mean that's gonna happen with me. Right. At this Girl. big age that I'm, I am now, if someone tries to talk to me and several people are like, Mm-mm. I'm going to listen because had I listened in this situation, I wouldn't have been out of $3,000. I think that if I had made a different choice, I probably would be in a whole different space right now because I wouldn't have had a whole relationship with somebody just you know it was just bad vibes from the beginning from everybody around me and really? I just I mean nobody liked his ass you didn't <laughs> like his ass so listen I liked him at first no okay? everybody did at first but then he kept yes. talking and then nobody liked him you gotta know when to shut the fuck up yeah, and he didn't know when to shut the fuck up. So it was kind of one of those things. But then I also think about another bad decision. I always, I will never, ever forget the words you said to me when you picked somebody up from the airport. Oh, this is going to be a problem. You, Those were your exact words. And <laughs> Sunita said, this is going to be a problem. And you know what I did? <laughs> they can't I see your face. <laughs> I happily... She can see my face. That's why she's laughing. But I happily walked. Excuse me. I happily tiptoed through the tulips straight for the problem. Head on with a smile on my face. And that was it. I mean, it was good when it was good and it was bad. It was really, really bad. And it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was all based on a, like a decision that people have always said this about me. My parents said it about me. And that was how I wound up in that long-term relationship because my dad was like, you never give a nigga a chance. Because mm-hmm. I did. I was very quick to cut people off because I was like, okay, this shit is not working. I'm out. I was very good about cutting people off soon. Yes. If it didn't, if it didn't suit me in that time, and my parents were like, "You never give a nigga a chance." I gave a nigga a chance and gave almost gave up my life. So I was like, "I don't want to give niggas any, another chance." So the big trouble. I was talking to a good friend of ours, 
because Big Trouble had a habit that I did not like. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and my friend said, well, just do something a little different this time. Give it a chance. Okay, I'm going to give it a chance. In a split second, because I was like, yeah, I can't do that. Like, I was literally like, I'm not going to do it because that's a bit much. And they were like, yeah, it's not that much. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a try, bad decision bears. Come on, Tamara, try harder. <laughs> and Listen. I did. And I'm single. <laughs> I, listen, I think the bad decisions come in when it comes to the bad habits. We know, nobody knows us better than ourselves. Right. And that is why we were cutting things off so quickly because I, I would do the same thing. I would enter situationships that I knew I had no business fucking with this person, mm-hmm. but I was there to get what I needed or wanted. And then I was going to dip anyway, but it's like once the relationship crosses that line of where it's no longer just about this one thing that you both mutually wanted, this is where the bad decisions start snowballing. Yes. There are Definitely. some people that we have engaged we knew we shouldn't be engaging them, number one. My God. And we definitely knew we shouldn't be engaging them beyond a certain point. Yes. And you catch feelings. Unfortunately. You, you keep the shit going and it's like, no, this is a bad habit. Stop this bad habit. Yeah. Stop dating people who are emotionally unavailable. It doesn't matter how much they say, I love you, how much they want to be with you. Right. You're emotionally unavailable. So what what do you think in your mind is going to happen when you're actually in a committed relationship with them? Yeah. But you know, I, I, I have always and you know I self-analyze sometimes, but I have always felt that I chose an emotionally unavailable people because I was emotionally unavailable and it just was it was a fair yeah. trade. It was definitely it a fair is. trade. So you know, whatever, and it, it's and it's weird. Now, fellas that are listening and watching, y'all can tell mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong, but it's weird because I feel like some men know that they don't want, really want anything from you, like emotionally, like being in a relationship emotionally with you. But some men really want women to be in love with them, mm-hmm. so that they can get things out of them. That they know yep. they would do for somebody they love, but they, but in turn, they don't love you. They just want to get that type of emotion from you for themselves, but they don't necessarily want you or want to be with you. But they just mm-hmm. want you to love them. And I have a, and, and a lot of times when it's, it's always the emotionally unavailable niggas that want me to be in love with them, but they can't mm-hmm. reciprocate that to me. But they want me to shower them with my love but I don't get anything in return I'm just supposed to stand out and just be like I'm good giving of myself but never getting anything in return so a lot of times when if I'm emotionally unavailable and you emotionally unavailable you get mad because I won't love you nigga you won't love me 
Like, how do you want me to love you and you don't love me? What kind of what shit are we is doing? That? What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah what, what are we doing? I, I feel like there's also you. Us as Sagittarius, says we get this bad rap that we're non-committal. You motherfuckers don't want to commit to nothing. You're scared of commitment. Let me tell you something. I am not scared of commitment. No, nope. I have a child. Okay, and my life is devoted to her. All 13 years of it has been devoted to her. Even when I was losing my motherfucking mind her first two years, it was still, I was still being in service of my child. So it's not that I'm non-committal or that I'm scared of commitment. I do not want to commit to someone who is going to waste years of my life Baby. to end up having to rebuild and reclaim all my time while they go on to live happily ever after with somebody else. Don't don't do that to me because we could have been fine just fucking. Yeah. You don't have to, and that's that's one of the things that you don't have to destroy somebody's life simply because you want to be loved. Right. The it's a whole way- lot of that going on too. It's a whole lot of that going on. Yeah, like you said, you they there are people out in the world, and I'm saying people specifically because it's not just men who do this. Right. There are women who waste men's time too. She doesn't. She, excuse me. She doesn't want anything serious. She doesn't want to settle down, but she doesn't want to leave you alone. She doesn't want anyone else to be with you. So she's going to waste your time. She's going to treat you all kinds of shitty. Yep. While she goes along with her life. So it's no different for relationship, non-heterosexual relationships too. This happens where I was, I guess I was dating this person. I, honestly, I don't know. Because one minute it was, we're just friends. Don't catch any feelings. And then I was like, bet, let's go. And then when I accepted that and treated that person that way, they were just like, you're treating me like I don't matter. Well, either we're just friends who do what we do when we hang out or we're going to treat each other differently. Like you can't have it your way whenever you feel like it. Like we're not going to do this back and forth shit. And that was with a woman. Uchi Wally or One Mike? <laughs> they were like, I expect to be pampered. I expect to have money spent on me. I expect, I expect, I expect. They were one of those people who thought because they were pretty, they should have everything that they want. That don't work with me. This yeah. is pretty thing. Right. Like, the fuck you mean? Right. It doesn't work that's, like that. Girl, that's... But that's what she was used to doing with guys. And guys, guys will pay for your pretty. They will. I, you know, I just pay to have her around because she look good. Bitch, that's not me. I look good with my red money. <laughs> right. Cash me out. 
But this is these are people playing games. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then games. we'll fall back on. Well, Sunita doesn't like commitment. That's why she didn't want to. She didn't want to stick around. No, I didn't stick around because you was full of shit. Wait, or the oh, oh wait a minute. This remind that you just made gave me a flashback to uh, the person who wants to give you the boyfriend experience without being your boyfriend. I don't want nothing serious, but I want to give you the boyfriend experience. If you don't get the fuck out of my face with that, I don't want that. Right. I don't you want, can keep I don't that. The boyfriend. I told keep that shit. I don't want that shit. Right. We can just carry on and be cool. And it, 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 people act like that's the worst thing that you can say to them is that, no, we're cool. We're yeah. cool with how things are. That's where yeah. these bad habits come in. People are very dishonest in their relationships. Yeah. So the guy, the guy who stole the $3,000 was in a whole nother relationship. Did I ever tell you that? I feel like you told me after the fact. You found mm-hmm. out after you stole your money. But th- this is the same motherfucker like, I, I'm going to take you to meet my mom. I'm not impressed by that. Let me tell you. I hate, you know what? Let me say this. When I lived with my parents after I got out of college, after I got an undergrad, I lived with them. If you meet my parents, that don't mean shit to me. Because I live here. I don't mm-hmm. want you getting your feelings thinking that it means something because you met my parents. Um, they live up they live in the next room. Like it's we share a house. Like it's not you not special, boo. They want you to come to the door when you pick me up. But other than that, like my parents didn't care. Like and you I don't want you to feel like I'm you know, it's it's one of those things where people will be like, I mean, she introduced me to her parents. I introduced everybody to my parents. <laughs> don't feel special. Don't be not special. <laughs> you is not special. So, like, it is what it is. So, you know, I acknowledge that my bad habits are surface. You said earlier, shallow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, my bad habits are. A lot of my bad habits are rooted in things that I was raised on, traditional things that I was raised Mm -hmm. on. So as far as me talking about men not knowing how to work on cars and shit like that, that's because that was what I saw coming up as a a young girl. Um, I I always will use my uncle, my Uncle Dixon. I miss that man so much. Um, as an example, my uncle Dixon was a military man, retired from the military. He could fix all appliances. He fixed cars. He taught us how to drive stick shifts. He cooked. He did everything. He made venison jerky. He could do everything. I, when I say everything, he could do everything. He was my ideal man. I went out to the world. Man. I went out into the world and was like, I want one like that. And coming up in my time, that did not exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, that was, a, that was a, um, the mythology of old. That just didn't, <laughs> they didn't make men like that anymore. And I went out into the world very, very disappointed. And that was, you know, 
and I feel like even though it's not a, a it's not a bad thing to look for certain things in your partner, I feel like that became that was a bad habit for me because then it became me or a bad decision for me because it became the cut line. Oh, nope. Nope. He don't do this. He don't do that. Nope. It was the cut line. Like it was like cut and dry. That was it. So I had to, I had to find my happy medium so that I wasn't, uh, or what the, what the people like to say, blocking my own blessings. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you make these bad decisions, you have these horrible habits, but you, you know, it is a learning situation. I am still out here looking for a renaissance man. Like <laughs> you can pay to get your car fixed, but you can also fix it if you want it to. You know, you at least know what the sounds are and when it's not doing right. Um, you know, you could pay somebody to do your landscaping, but if you wanted to do it, you could do it yourself. Like I don't, you know, I'm I'm bending. These are things that if you are looking for a healthy relationship, that has nothing to do with a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. So, I, you know, for me, since my type, I like smart men. That does have something to do with a healthy relationship. Like, what you gonna do with somebody stupid that don't make good decisions? Like, that's going to damage the relationship. In for me, like if I really want to assess what my bad habit is, is dating emotionally unavailable people, knowing they're emotionally unavailable and still doing it anyway, because I'm being shallow. Well, I only want one thing for this person. So as I have, traveled down my healthy journey of life and I've stopped doing fuck nigga shit, I realize those bad habits are easy to let go of because a nice body is a preference. That's not that's not a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Like if you was a big dude, if you was chubby, so how do you treat me? Right. How do you treat me? It's not it's not gonna be no more of oh well I don't like this about him, but I mean, you know, he be blowing my back out. Yeah. No. I think I don't, yeah. it's I don't want relationships that are only about sex. Right. It's not fun anymore. Not at this age. It's just not. I'm old. Like I don't have time for don't blow out my back. I have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> but I will I will say this as far as like a healthy relationship and like I w- I always remember when my um when my dad first met one of the guys I was dating and the first thing he said to him and he was like, "Well, I know you're not stupid because my daughter don't like no stupid niggas." Like those were the exact <laughs> and it's funny because when he said it, the person was kind of like. <laughs> And I just started laughing because, you know, even though I'm not talking about people being smart, I, you know, I don't like no dummies. Like anybody that knows me knows I don't like dummies, but 
what I have, one of the things that I have found as of late in life that is a non-negotiable for me with any person. And this is me just kind of learning about myself and what I feel comfortable with. And, you know, I know everybody has flaws. People have bad habits. Things I will not tolerate. uh, Any kind of phobia, homophobia, transphobia, like anti-feminism. Like those are... Fat phobia. Those are... We are the... These are the no-go's. These are the no-go's. And as of late, I have met men that I think are smart men, but they're homophobic. They're transphobic. They're fat phobic. They, uh, you know, they uh, alpha man. Alpha Ugh. male who don't realize that that was about wolves in captivity. But all right. So... Um, <laughs> I would like to remove... That word, that yeah. phrase from the English lexicon. I right. don't want or, to. Or niggas that want a woman to submit, but you can't lead her out of a paper bag. Like, I don't. Ooh. So oh it's it, it's all these other things that I just are nightmares. So I know as to mm-hmm. not get involved with people who are emotionally unavailable is that I'm just, you know, as, as much as you will see me on the internet, on Beyonce's web, World Wide Web, screaming about I want a boyfriend. That is the furthest from the truth at this point in my life. She doesn't. I, she doesn't. Because if she did, she would have one right now. Yeah. She I mean, but that's the thing is that, yeah, because it could be anybody, but I don't want it to be anybody. I want it to be somebody, and I haven't met that somebody. So. <laughs> what did Aaliyah say? Are you that somebody? <laughs> yes. Are you that somebody? So, like, it's kind of one of those things. So, like, yes, I would love companionship, and everybody needs a, a good cuddle every now and then. But I can buy a body pillow. I'm good. Like, it's 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 all good. But again, these you know bad decisions are things that you learn from. So mm-hmm. you know, as we as we move into our healthy journey, I'm just trying to learn from all of these past people that I have been involved with some of the good things and the bad things and kind of learn from moving forward what it is about those situations that I feel I need or that I can, I am responsible for in my part in participation, participating yeah. in these things. So that's, that's because a lot of times, a lot of people like to say that things happen. It just, it always happens to me. no. Sometimes you were a willing participant and sometimes yeah. I was a willing participant. Like it is what it is. I, I accept that. And I know what it is that I did to, to mm-hmm. participate in those situations. So I'm taking these old decisions, these old bad decisions and trying to make new good decisions. Yes. I, I feel like the, it's easy. Let me rephrase this. I, do not think that you have to stop dating in order to get your life together. Right. I think that, you know, the, the greatest barometer for if you have changed as a person is you, you actually do have to date so that when you're in these situations that you've been in before where you were making bad decisions You know, you can see, you can have the opportunity to make a different decision. However, I think if you don't spend any time by yourself and a significant amount of time, if you're Mm -hmm. always dating, 
how do you determine, how do you honestly determine what's making the relationships work and what's making them fail as far as the part that you have played? Because Mm -hmm. if you are, say for instance, you know, in codependent relationships, there has to be two people playing the respective roles. So you have to have the giver and you have to have the taker. And a lot of times in codependent relationships, when you're the giver, it's easy to always be like, oh, the, they did this to me in this relationship. Yeah. I gave my all. I treated them so great. I didn't wait for, you know, to have money to do things. I took the initiative. I, 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 I did this for them. And of course, you know, the taker is like, well, I didn't ask you for it. You just get, you just did it. Because you said that's what you wanted to do, right? So a lot of times in codependent relationships with people who are just serial daters or serial monogamous, it's always about the other person. I've just been in these terrible relationships. This person was abusive to me. This person was toxic. This person took advantage of me. And it's hard to get people to see that, like you said, you have, you have been an active participant in these relationships. Yep. It is extremely hard to get them to step away and say, what is it within yourself that you might need to work on so that you, you don't continue to date people who just take and take and take from you. Right. And and a lot of times I feel uh, my feelings about serial monogamous is that those people don't want to be alone is because they mm-hmm. don't want to be alone with themselves because yes. then they, they don't have to focus on themselves. They mm-hmm. would rather put all of their energy in someone else instead, instead of the energy into themselves to improve as people. They just go and find somebody who will accept them how they already are. And they just move yep. to the next one and move to the next one without ever making any corrections on their own behavior. And that is why they are serial monogamous. If a person can tell me everything that was wrong with literally every person that they have dated. And I never hear them say where they played a part. I do not trust that they are a healthy person to be with in a relationship because you're the common denominator in all of the relationships. And there it is. I'm not victim blaming because there are some, there are some codependent relationships where the giver is being abused by the taker, right? Right. I'm not giving any power to that taker. But at some point, when you realize that you are the person in the codependent relationship that reco- you are in that relationship because you want someone to depend on you, you want to feel needed by somebody, you have to take a step away and ask yourself, why? Why? Again, yeah, maybe people don't want to face this has to do with my childhood. Yeah. Because then you, all of this healing, all of this work, and I, again, I'm not saying that people cannot be in relationships while they're healing. Because shit, a a lot of us going to be healing for the rest of our lives. Right. 
what I am saying is we don't have time to clear out our own bad habits when we're just consistently dating new people. Right. Because all we're doing is focusing, oh, let me help them. Let me help them get their lives together. And I I see this a lot with people who date people who are significantly younger than them. You don't have to focus on yourself because they're trying, they're at an age that you've already been. So you have taken on this role of, oh, I can school them. So if you're busy schooling them on life, you don't have to focus on the fucked up shit that you're doing. Right. That you keep doing in literally every relationship. Dude, this this conversation reminds me, it was something recently I heard in a Drake lyric where he was <laughs> like, he was basically saying, because because y'all love Drake, but honestly, Drake is Captain Save-A-Ho. Like, he has volunteered to be Captain Save-A-Ho, and then he volunteers to be Captain Save-A-Ho, and then he complains about being mm-hmm. Captain Save-A-Ho. So pretty much in the lyric, he was saying something that I was trying to help you improve your life, but you ain't want to listen to me. Nigga, why do I want to listen to you? Like so, somebody and, and that's why when and that's why when niggas be like, oh, Drake, he be preaching. Oh my God, you're telling me so much about you when you say that. Like, are you kidding me? He's Captain Saberho. So you want to be Captain Saberho. Y'all talk shit about Captain Saberho, but want to be Captain Saberho at the same time. Make it make sense, Jesus make it make sense because that's that's their bad habit they have this desire to feel needed so yes i'm going to date person after person after person i'm even going to date someone while i'm dating someone else so because i know this isn't going to last so once this is over i got this person that can just come straight in but you don't see that you are part of this consistent problem I just want the people this to deal bad with habits. I just want people to deal with their shit. Heal yourself, my Negroes. Heal yourself. And again, I I do want to stress, you don't have to be 100% healed before you can get in a relationship. Right. But I do think it's important to take breaks and truly assess, okay, this ended because of what? Did this end because this person is just abusive to me and they take advantage of me? Or did it end because they were taking advantage of me because I allowed them to do this? Right. I put myself in this position to do this. So I can tell you a big reason, a a lot of my friends, when, you know, the beginning of the end started happening with he who shall not be named, a lot of my friends were just like, so you getting back out there to date? Excuse me. One, I'm still married. I'm still married. We might not live together. We are separated. But I I respect the sanctity of marriage in the sense that you are still involved with someone if you are still married to them. Whether you talk to them or not, you are still legally bound to this person. You are going to create more problems for yourself yep. than freeing of yourself by starting a whole nother relationship because your relationship can only go so far. What happens when you start another relationship, you're still married, and this person ends up being 
fucking fantastic. And there's really no reason you, you want to be with the person. They want to be with you. There's no reason for y'all to be together other than the fact that you're still fucking married. Baby. So you're going to let this person's life be on hold until you decide to sign some fucking papers. You do realize you're the problem, right? No, and that's why they're never the problem. Listen, I had a I had an opportunity to make a bad decision, even when uh, when I had moved out to California. Mm -hmm. I had a huge eye. This guy was just like I. I really want to be with you. I want to provide for you. I want to take care of you, and all of this. And it was a turnoff because I he has two kids. And I just, he didn't talk about his kids enough for me. I didn't hear him spend time with his kids enough. And I have a kid. So you're not going to spend more time with my kid than you spend with your own kids. Yeah. That's a, that's a turn off completely. Right. So I was just like, listen, I'm still married. I'm trying to get a divorce. It is a laborious process. And I don't know when it's going to be over, but I'm just, that's not what I'm interested in right now. Now I could have taken advantage of that. I could have fallen into a bad decision and been like, this nigga want to take care of you. This nigga got a little money. You better go for yours, bitch. You done had to deal with hell with this other motherfucker. Get you some peace of mind with this nigga. That's a terrible decision because that's, that is putting him in a situation that he doesn't deserve. Right. And that's me willing, that would have been me willingly doing that. And I told him, I can't do that right now. That's not a good decision for me. And he stopped fucking with me. I had known this motherfucker since we were kids. Okay. There had never, there was a time when we weren't speaking. That's a whole nother bad decision story. But I really did have to sit down with myself and be like, okay, what do I miss that's making me even entertain people right now? And it was the companionship. Oh, yeah. I missed companion. I missed having someone I could call up and they just come over because that was my person, right? I missed having a person, but is that a need Uh, for some people? They're like, if I want it, I need it. But there's a lot from my relationship with who he, who shall not be named that I had to personally heal from so that I did not go and project that onto anybody else. So no, it wasn't a wise decision to jump into another relationship just because, Oh, yep. He said it's over and done with. So he's agreeing. So let me just go find my life in somebody else's arms. No. And that is, I choose, I choose to be single because I don't want no codependent relationships. I've had enough of those. Yeah. I've had enough. I've had enough and of I, those. It's a hard pill to swallow to realize that you were the person in 
the codependent relationship that was un- was like, oh, they depend on me. So I have to be here. Yeah. I have to be here for this person. And it's like, you do realize this is a grown ass adult, right? <laughs> yeah. And, it's, what and the thing is that I always feel like for me being that person, it was, um, it came to me easy because it was an example that I saw all my life growing up. Mm-hmm. So my expectation was that is how it's supposed to be. Nobody told me any different. Did you, did you really believe that or, and I'm asking that because I knew something was off with my parents' relationship the entire time I looked at it. It was like, this isn't, something's weird. Something's wrong about this. Like they're not happy. It's obvious they're not happy, but my dad was the, he set up the relationship to where he had to be depended on. Right. Right. So he was technically the giver in the relationship. And my mom was the taker because she didn't have anything outside of him. Well, I, I will say this from my examples, like my pa- my biological parents. I mean, when they split up, I was five. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't really remember their relationship. I remember okay. my, we were all living in the same place, and then we weren't. Like that was literal. That's literally my mm-hmm. memory of them being apart. My mom and dad together have always been so in love; it makes me want to vomit. So, <laughs> so. So, you know, but I have always, all the women in my family, and and I will say this, how my mother was with me, like, this will give you the example. You know, I've known Troy my entire life. Mm -hmm. And we grew up together. I've known him since I was like eight. But anytime, like, Troy would come to the house for, like, Thanksgiving or, like, if we had a barbecue, do you know what people would say to me? Girl, go and make that man a plate. That so you understand? So you see what I'm saying? So it wasn't it. And the thing is that we weren't even romantic in that way. Like he mm-hmm. was just my friend. But that was that was how it was given to me as a young girl. So that so and this is a horrible word, but it kind of applies. Is I was groomed to be that way. I mean, let's keep it a buck. Society grooms women to be of service to men. And that, and that, and so, so in, in my situation, that's what I was doing. I was being of service, but Mm -hmm. I was being taken advantage of. And when I would speak up about being taken advantage of, I would be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you will harass me and argue with me, argue me down into submission till I would stop till I to the point that I didn't even want to argue with you anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you would, it was, it, and it was. I always see this on the um, when they talk about narcissists about how they will keep you up all hours of the night and just will not let it go and not let you get any rest. So you feel like you're going crazy. That is what I dealt with. Mm-hmm. So it just after a while, I was just like. I don't give a fuck. Just do whatever. But all along, I was in plot mode. They didn't know I was in plot mode. 
But I think the day that somebody showed up to my house with a U-Haul truck to start moving my stuff out, they knew something was up. I wouldn't, it's whatever, nigga. At this point, I'm out the dough. That shit becomes draining. I don't have time for this. I would like a new lease in life. You are not part of that lease. Yeah. And that was, I mean, that was literally how it happened. So I understood what my, my, my role was. It was a very codependent relationship. I wasn't doing anything to prevent it from being codependent. At some point, Mm -hmm. I knew it was codependent and I went along with it. Um, When it got to that point, I was no longer interested in this person romantically. It was like a burden that I was carrying on the side of my hip. And Mm -hmm. I was just chugging along until one of us got took out. Like, that was... (laughs) I think... My my relationship with he who shall not be named, I wouldn't necessarily say it was codependent, but it was it was me trying to have a serious relationship mm-hmm. because all of my relationships prior to that, they were fuck buddies or we were trying something new to see if it worked and. I, I've literally dated cheaters. All my boyfriends have been cheaters. Every single last one of them. And it, you know, I don't know if you and your friends ever went through this, but it was like, I'm a data ugly nigga. Cause ugly niggas ain't going to cheat on you. No, them niggas cheat too. Um, I'm them sorry, but, but your buddy here, I'm too shallow to ever date. Or say aloud that I would date an ugly nigga. Now, I have dated an ugly nigga, but I would never say it out loud. <laughs> you just did. You just did. And when I first say time ugly, for everything. A first time for everything. <laughs> let me let me say this. When I say ugly, I'm not talking about no, I know what you mean. The nigga looks like a foot. He's just not what I would normally be attracted to. Right, right, right. You know, it's not it's not my standard, but you know, I went down a couple of pegs and then this nigga still cheated. Because it was a I had to look at what I was attracting. Right. And what I was attracting in my relationships, I am very much of service to the mm-hmm. person that I am dating because I do think you should be what you want others to be towards you right acts of service is one of my love languages so i perform acts of service for other people i mean it's the easiest way to like exemplify hey i would like this reciprocated in addition to repeating yourself because you do have to keep saying you know this is what i value in relationships so There are a lot of people who take advantage of those who perform acts of service in a way that says you're supposed to be doing this shit. And it's like, you got me fucked up. Yeah, super. Because what the fuck are you supposed to be doing? You you haven't told me what you're supposed to be doing. Niggas want to throw the Bible at you too? Well, the Bible says... Girl, no. Are you doing what the Bible tells you to do? 
Never. Because last I checked, adultery, you weren't supposed to do that. That's in the Bible, too. If we if we gonna pull the Bible out, that's a whole nother episode. But as it stands, these bad habits they would definitely lead to bad decisions. And I'm just I'm too old to still be making the same mistakes. That is it. That's that's really what it kind of boils down to is that you know you make you have these bad habits, you make these bad decisions, but are you learning from these incidents? with people that you can learn from because personally this is just me i'll be 43 this year i don't feel like in a relationship i can learn anything in a romantic relationship i don't feel i honestly don't feel like i can learn anything from someone who is significantly younger than me i don't i could be wrong i'm not gonna test it out though Right. I don't want that. I don't. I I remember there was <laughs> there was someone that I dated. I guess you could call it dating. They were 10, 12 years older than me. And I heard them one day. I don't think they knew that I was listening, but they were talking to somebody and they were like, yeah, I don't really fuck with young, young girls because. We're just on different wavelength. They don't even listen to the same fucking music I listen to. And I was like, well, we're supposed to be dating. And then he clarified it and was just like, I was saying, typically, I don't date younger women because we're not even in the same world. Like when I was in high school, you were just starting elementary school. Like, what do we have in common? And that has stuck with me. Like, I didn't take offense to that because he was absolutely right. Like, yeah, I was, I was just starting elementary school when you were getting ready to go to college. And when you really think about that, when you're dating, even if you're dating someone that you're only six years older than, truly think about that. When you're in junior high school, this motherfucker is just starting elementary school. They don't even know how to count to 100 yet. And you're learning about Southeast Asia. They don't even know where Southeast Asia is, they probably don't even know the address to where they live. But this is somebody you're dating. So I know people try to say, okay, well, you know, when you're 43 and you're dating someone who's 36, 35, that's different. Is it? Not really. Is it? I mean, I just kind of feel like you have to be a rocket scientist for us to like really be able to say like I'm just saying your thinking has to be so far advanced to where though that those years of separation are now gonna have me falling into bad habits. Right. Because I just I I'm listening to you talking, I'm like this. I, I just I haven't, and I'm not saying this doesn't exist. I haven't seen it where the power dynamic is 
just not there when someone is older. Because even if they don't want to, they will still act like they know better than you when they're older than you. I've lit, I've been this age before. I know what I'm talking about. You really, this is who you want to date? Somebody who constantly wants to remind you that they're older than you? But you know, I'm listening to nope. you. I, I, I've, I've only dated one person older than me. And how did that motherfucker act? Uh-huh. I'm, smarter, I'm smarter than you, Tamara. Oh, you're smarter than everybody. I'm smarter than you. Yeah. That shit is so fucking demeaning. And it breaks my heart when I see older people date younger people and then talk about younger people. You Do you not realize that the person you're dating is significantly younger than you? So when you be like, young people are stupid... Is your dude or is your girl stupid? Because they're young. I just, I feel like that falls under bad habits. Maybe you're dating people who are younger than you so that you can have the control in the relationship. Boom. And there that is. I'm not talking about one, two, three years younger. I'm talking about it's a significant time gap. Mm -hmm. Where you feel like you are more mentally advanced than this person so that they should take your word as stone. You know, that can tear someone down mentally and make them feel incompetent. Like, I got to run everything past this past this but person I, that I'm dating. But I feel like that's the point. That's why they do it. Mm-hmm. To create, look, to create that codependence. We back yes. again. We back, full circle. We back again. We back again. Listen, codependent relationships are real and realizing the role that you play is half the battle. Yeah, it definitely is. It really is. So, you know, we could we could talk for hours about the other people that we have made bad decisions with. (laughs) The ones I I talked about were enough. That's enough to last me a lifetime. I, I mean, it's a good reminder, you yeah. know, in choosing to be single, it's to rectify some of these bad habits to form good habits Yes, as you move forward so that you can actually have a love life worth acknowledging. Because right now, my love life ain't worth acknowledging. Love life? What's that? Not, right. It's non-existent. 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 I love, I love my friends. That's who yeah. I'm loving on. I myself, love them my friends, right? Myself, my friends, and my kid, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with it because I don't, I don't want to attract people who also have bad habits. You're not gonna dump those things off on me. Not at all. No sir, no ma'am. <laughs> no sir, no ma'am. <laughs> so. You know, come back next week. We have some more bad decisions, life decisions that we have made. <clears throat> Lord of mercy. We only halfway remember. through. <laughs> right. I can't remember off the top of my head, but, you know, we are sharing details of our life. So you yeah. don't have to make the same mistakes. <laughs> Please don't. Don't do it. Help us, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so... Adios and come back next week. <laughs> All right.
Bye, y'all. Bye. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at OVI Podcast. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, or Audible. And thank you for listening to Outside Voice Inside.